You are listening to the First Tech Podcast. These podcasts are designed for authorised financial advisors. If you are not an authorised financial advisor, you may find the content of this podcast difficult to follow as it assumes you have the necessary training and qualifications to understand the concepts discussed. You should also be aware the information contained in this podcast is general information only and does not take into account any of your personal circumstances, needs or objectives. Hello and welcome to First Tech's Question of the Month podcast, where we look at an actual tech question we've received and then work through the answer and any potential strategy issues that we could also consider. My name is Craig Day, head of the First Tech team, and with me today is Tim Sanderson and Linda Bruce, two of my senior technical services managers. G'day, guys. Hey, Craig. Hi, Craig. All right. Now, Tim, do you want to go through the actual question we received? Yeah, sure, Craig. Um, This question relates to an advisor's client who is a high-income earner who is fully utilising their concessional cap each year and who incurred an extra 15% Division 293 tax liability on some or all of their non-excessive concessional contributions. Now, under the rules, uh, Division 293 tax liability is levied individually on the member who in most cases can choose to pay it from their own back pocket elect for it to be paid out of one or more super interests via release release authority issued by the ATO or a combination of both. And in this case, the question concerned a client who had received a Div 293 tax assessment and really whether there was any tax benefit of electing to pay the liability from super as opposed to paying it from their back pocket using their significant savings. Okay, so when I think about this, there are a couple of things that start going through my head. Now, the first one is, is there any tax difference depending on how the tax is paid? And also, how does any payment from my super funds impact my tax component? And is there actually a smart way we could do this? So, Tim, let's start from the tax angle. So if the client is paying the Division 293 tax liability from the bank account, it's coming from money that's already been subject to tax, assuming the top marginal tax rate at 47%. Alternatively, if they release it from super, that amount has been subject to concessional taxation and the amount released won't be further taxed. So does this mean it's better to pay it from super? Well, Craig, the answer in this specific case is really no from an immediate tax perspective. It is true that if the client pays the liability from super, it's generally being paid from money that's been subject to more concessional taxation. But it's also important to remember that because this client has the accumulated cash to pay the tax personally and has a super balance that it can be released from, that tax treatment that has already been applied to those two amounts still exists regardless of where the liability ends up being paid from. Okay, so if we try and demonstrate this through a simple example. So let's say we've got a client who earns, I don't know, $300,000 and has already received a $4,000 Division 293 tax liability. They could use that $4,000 sitting in their bank account to pay this or they could release it from super, which let's assume only contains taxable component. Yeah, so that client will have already paid income tax of up to 3547 to get the net 4000 in their bank account. But in super, concessional tax of about $706 or less will have been paid to get the net 4000 amount to be released. So assuming those amounts of tax, in total the client has 8000 available to them to pay the tax. 
and that will have been subject to total tax of about $4,250. Now, in that case, regardless of where that liability is paid from, the total tax bill of about $4,250 is the same. So at the end of the day, there's no difference for an, an immediate tax perspective. This client gets the same outcome regardless of what they do because the income has already been earned and the tax already paid. Okay, thanks, Tim. Now, while my initial gut response was to think you're better paying it from super as the income will have been subject to tax at a lower rate, I get that once the income has been earned and you're looking at paying the tax retrospectively, it won't make any difference whether a client pays the liability out of their own pocket or it's released from super. Now, however, I guess an alternative situation could be if the client had some concessional cap available to them, which they don't in this particular circumstances, circumstance. But if they do, they could potentially make a personal deductible contribution to fund the tax liability. And that may give you a, a different tax outcome. However, that then starts to get a lot more complicated and raise a lot more issues. So maybe a discussion for a different day. Now, Linda, moving on to you, there are other technical issues that we need to consider specifically about the tax components, aren't there? Yes, there are, Craig. First thing first, if we elect to pay money from a super via release authority, there's no requirement to apply the proportional rules to the amount released. So practically, this means even if the client has a tax-free component in super, um, as long as they have a sufficient taxable component, the amount specified by the ATO's release authority will effectively be paid from the tax com taxable component only. So the tax-free component uh, will remain uh, untouched. This applies to any payment of release authority issued by the ATO, and the Division 293 tax certainly is included. Okay, so if we go back to our earlier example mm. that the client's Div 293 tax liability is $4,000. So if the 4000 is released from the client's super fund to pay the tax bill, it will only reduce the taxable component, assuming the client has sufficient taxable component in the fund. That's correct, yes. Okay, now, while this is good, I, I don't want my tax-free component being reduced by my Division 293 tax liability. If I pay it out of super, then it's still impacting my retirement balance, isn't it? Yes. Um, if the amount is paid out of super, clearly the member benefit balance will be reduced. Um, now, if you didn't want that to happen, you could pay it out of your uh, back pocket Obviously, in that scenario, um, the, uh, it won't uh, impact the, the client's retirement saving accounts and as well as their tax components in super. However, if that's what the clients want to do, uh, there's a strategy here. Uh, so what the client can do is to still elect to release the amount from super uh, to pay the tax bill. Uh, but then, because the client clearly in this case has money sitting around in the back pocket, mm -hmm. they can make a non-concessional contribution to the fund to restore their retirement savings. So in this case, the Division 293 tax liability will effectively reduce the taxable component, whereas the non-concessional contributions will be added to the tax-free component instead. So in comparison, the super balance 
remain the same, uh, but by adopting this strategy, the client will have a less taxable component and a higher tax-free component. Okay, so obviously that all is dependent on the client being able to make non-concessional contributions, so we just need to watch their age, obviously, as well as their total super balance. Now, if we wanted to implement that strategy, I mean, okay, so we're getting rid of taxable component and um, building up our tax-free component. What's the benefit of that? Uh, clearly, we do it for state planning purposes, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, where the client has a higher tax-free component. And that means um, in the eventual um, situation where the children, adult children receive the super death benefit payment, um, the children will pay less amount of a beneficiary tax. So it's just something we're doing for, for a long-term strategy there to reduce death benefits tax. Okay. Sure. Now, now, we used... 4,000 in this example, but a client's Div 293 tax liability could be a lot higher than this amount and released from super to pay this tax bill can make a significant difference. Absolutely, Craig. And often uh, this can happen when a client receives a one-off lump sum uh, income for example, super death benefit payment that has a tax um, or untaxed element or employment termination payment or a taxable capital gain. Let's mm-hmm. just use a taxable capital gain as an example, which is um, quite um, happens quite often uh, when uh, with our clients. Uh, let's just say someone uh, might have sold an investment property and the taxable capital gain may be $500,000. Now that a client... Uh, may be able to use the personal deductible contribution uh, and they are eligible to use the carry forward um, uh, the um, carry forward unused the concessional contribution cap mm-hmm. from previous financial years let's just say uh, $150,000 in this case so in that particular case um, the division 293 tax bill in this situation can be over $22,000 so release mm-hmm. this amount from super and pay this $22,000 division 293 tax bill uh, can make a material difference uh, to reduce the client's taxable component where if the client's able to uh, put the money back as a non-concessional contribution, that will build up, increase the tax-free component. So effectively, otherwise, we're very familiar with the concept. It's just like um, another version of the recontribution strategy. Now, obviously, if a client has cash flow issues and can't pay from their own back pocket, they're going to have to elect for the amount to be released from their super fund. Obviously, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Now, is there a situation the client may be better off to pay it out of their own back pocket? Yes, there is a situation um, uh, I can think of. That is, the client. If the client's objective really is to maximize their retirement savings, and they have utilized, fully utilized any of the contributions caps, and there's no way to put additional amount back to super. So in that situation, of course, the client may be better off to pay the tax bill out of their own pocket so they don't um, um, uh, reduce their uh, retirement savings. Okay, so in this situation, the client will be better off paying it out of super or they have no option and need to pay it from super. How do they actually go about doing that? Can you tell us how to do it? Yeah, so the client actually has 60 days from the date of the Division 293 assessment issued to them to make an election 
to have the amount released from super to pay mm-hmm. this tax bill. Uh, so this can be done in one of the two ways. Uh, I suppose the easiest is to, if the client has access to MyGov account, it's the easiest to log into MyGov account and go to the linked AT online services. Uh, if the client can expand the super tab on the top and mm-hmm. click on manage, the client should be able to see a button called division 293 election. The client can then choose whichever the fund listed there uh, based on the ATO's record. Uh, the, the client can just click through which fund they want to have the amount of released from. Um, okay. You know, the, yep. you want the released from the fund that has a higher taxable component, <laughs> obviously. And once that is done, um, the ATO will then send the release authority to the chosen fund, the fund that has 10 business days to pay this amount to the ATO uh, to pay this tax bill. Right. Uh, yeah, in the event a client doesn't have a MyGov account, the client can always do the old-fashioned way, uh, download the copy of the paper version, which is available on the ATO website to make an election. Okay, so... To summarize all of that, basically, if they've got a Division 293 tax liability, jump onto MyGov and go onto ATO Online Services, and there's buttons there you can press to get the the fund to, to pay the tax. Um, alternatively, just go and fill out one of those paper forms. Now, I recall that Div 293 tax is due within a much shorter period, 21 days, isn't it? Yeah, precisely correct. This is the weird thing here, right? And an advisor really needed to be mindful um, that the Division 293 tax is actually due within 21 days of the notice of the assessment issued. Um, so the 60-day period we mentioned earlier where the client can make an election to release the amount from super does not change the due date. So it's quite tricky here. If the tax is not paid within the due date, the general interest charge can apply. That rate is super high at the moment. It's 11.15%. It'd be great to get that kind of return guaranteed, eh? Yeah, that's right. So if the client decided to elect um, to release the amount from super to pay the tax bill, it's really important to take a prompt action. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, the quickest way is to lodge the form uh, online. Uh, and it's really important to pay this tax within 28 days, 21 days, rather, 21 days <laughs> to avoid the general interest charge. Okay, that about sums it up. Now, if you want any further information about Division 293 tax, how it's calculated and how it's paid, please jump on and have a look at our Super and Retirement Income Stream Guide that's available via the First Tech uh, website that can be accessed via cfs.com.au. Otherwise, feel free to give us a call in the First Tech team. Now, that pretty much concludes this session. Now, this is one of our last podcasts for the year. So I would wish everyone a happy and safe holiday period and really looking forward to uh, assisting advisors, helping their clients in the new year. Other than that, happy Christmas, everyone, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the First Tech Podcast. Please note that these podcasts are designed for authorised financial advisors as a source of general information. All scenarios considered during the podcast were purely hypothetical and for illustrative purposes only and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase, hold or sell any financial products or take any other course of action. 
You should read the relevant product disclosure statement before making any investment decisions and once again consider talking to a financial advisor. While all care has been taken in preparation of this podcast using sources we believe to be accurate and reliable, no person including Colonial First Aid Investments Limited and Adventus Investments Limited accepts responsibility for any loss suffered by any person arising from reliance on this information.